Hello everyone, this is Steve. And this is Andy. And this is Steve and Andy Meet Adventure Comics number 106, July 1946. We, we have some hot stories today. Yes, all, we do. Is, is what I will say. Hot off the press. These are legitimately hot off the presses. We got in a time machine. <laughs> went back to 1946. <laughs> went to the place where these are made. Where right. they're published. And, and we said, give us the hottest issue you have. And, and it just so happens it was the one... It's the next one. <laughs> it was the one, yeah, it was the one right after the one we did last week, last last time. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, I mean, we were pretty lucky in that regard. I mean, it would have been kind of embarrassing if they gave us something com- not, act, you know, adventure comics. If they or gave one us, like, we already did, because we, we'd have to redo oh, yeah. it, yeah. And we're not true. against just redoing... No, stories. I figure we'll eventually do that. We'll just loop back around. So yes, yeah. this is Steve and Andy. We're covering comic books every week. We every other week we talk about a uh, different issue. This we've been doing adventure comics, but we're open to suggestions. If you want us to stop doing adventure comics and start doing something else, you can always email us stevenandy at gmail dot com. And we've been right. asking for emails. Yes, uh, for a long time. And and have we been lucky to receive any? Well, you know, we got a few. <laughs> <laughs> we did. You know that we, you've read at least one. There's another. I've, I've heard one, yes. Uh, yeah, yeah. You've, you've, I just read you one. But, uh, uh, you, you know, I can't tell if these people are just <laughs> are fans or, or what. Right. So this one comes to us from an Andy Corwin. Yes. Uh, and it, and, and uh, we also, this was sent to someone also named Brian. Yeah, neither one of us are named... I, my name's Andy, but neither one of us are named Brian. Right. Um, yeah. And it might be clear soon. Uh, anyway, so here we are. Our email, stevenandy at gmail.com. Uh, this is addressed to us. Dear Brian and Bernice. I, I guess that makes us Bernice, then. <laughs> I guess so, yeah. Well, so, one of us Brian, one of us Bernice. <laughs> no, well, Brian is also cc oh, okay. on this email. Um, oh, okay. So we're Bernice. Yeah. Something was flying cc'd. Uh, we are blind CC'd, actually, so Brian is not aware that we got this email. Uh, something seriously funny is going to happen at Folk Alliance. Actual size, that's in quotes, yeah. the only gluten-free, non-GMO, salmon-friendly acoustic duo to feature Steve Goody and Andy Corwin singing together oh. on oh purpose. will be appearing every night of the conference in the Austin Skyline Showcase Room. And that's apparently in Kansas City. Yes. Um, this is going to take place. Uh, they're inviting us to stop by and giggle. There's um, something kind of threatening about this. Yeah, and they give us some times. And also said, I noticed that in addition to the performing to performing in the Austin Skyline Showcase, you were also registered as presenters for the Fayetteville Roots Festival, which we were not. I, I guess we were told, but I didn't read I, this email for that. I just. I, I guess we were supposed to go and do it and. And we didn't. Yeah, I so, kind of feel bad. I guess so, we were supposed to be at the Folk Alliance. <laughs> yeah, so first of all, this is an apology to yes. Andy Corwin and Steve Goody, because we, we weren't there to present at the Fayetteville Roots Festival. Um, and, they were count- and they were counting on it. I mean, because our show, I mean, when you listen to it, I mean, you think of folk music and folk dance. Yeah, I mean, you, I mean, you, you think of non-GMO, salmon-friendly, gluten-free, acoustic duo, because that's kind of what we are. Yeah. Except we're more of like a rock duo. Yeah, jazz yeah. or something, but and we're not always salmon friendly completely. Like sometimes, 
Like yeah, you've been true. you've I'd been known to like yeah. you've been known to like slap one across the face once. Yeah, yeah, that was it. Did happen, I'm, I, I, and I don't deny that, and I really don't make any apology for that either. No, but most of the time, you're quite friendly to them. Most of the time. So I would say I am overall salmon friendly, but it, get, it yeah. gets worse. So we miss a Fayetteville Roots Festival, and they also said, if you're not already committed to being somewhere else at that time, would you stick around for our midnight showcase on Wednesday night? We'd love to be considered for a performance at a future festival. And they give some links. You can go to actualsizeduo.com, facebook.com slash actualsizeduo. Uh, we look forward to seeing you in Kansas City. I've never been to Kansas City. No, I've been to St. Louis. Yeah, know. I've been to St. Louis, but never Kansas City. It's on the other side. So, right. now, best regards, Andy Corwin. Yeah. Um, so, no, we, you know, we missed that, and I and I apologize to both Brian, Bernice, Andy, and Steve. Um, I didn't read this well, email to them. We're Andy and Steve too. Though. That's what's weird. Yeah, this is this whole thing is. I you know I I think they just wanted another Steve and Andy duo. At the, at, at the at the Kansas, yeah. but we or, didn't make or, it. Or what? Maybe they're mad that we already took Steve and Andy at Gmail dot com. And uh, yeah, they're sending us these revenge. threats. Yeah, and you know what? Well, we, you know, we go and then they beat us up, and we're never seen again. Right. And now they're accepting mail at Steve and Andy <laughs> at Gmail dot com. So that uh, thank you, Andy Corwin, for that email. Very nice email. You can't forget Steve Goody, his partner. Oh, yeah, and Steve, well, Andy sent it, but, uh, yeah, thank well, yeah, you, Steve yeah. Goody, for, you know, just being an actual size. Uh, do <laughs> now, 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 do you think that it's possible Bernice's email address is similar to Steve and Andy? Like, maybe it's Steve, like, underscore Andy at gmail.com <laughs> for some reason? That could have been. I, I honestly feel bad for Bernice because Bernice never received any kind of email. Do you think at the Folk Alliance, Steve and Andy went up to Bernice and said, Bernice, what's the deal? You didn't stay hey, for our hell, show. Bernice, I asked you to come. Like, why aren't you? Uh, yeah, yeah I, I. You I and like Bernie didn't come. We need to have uh, Andy or you know, Steve Goody or Bernice on the show. I think is the and only. See what, and see yeah. what All right, so that's uh, that's one email. We got another email here from Bon yes. Bonpaula at Sky dot com. Okay, this is a good one. And, you know, let's see what you say. Um, okay. The t- the you know, the title of the email is MacBook. Okay, this is sent to stevenandy at gmail.com. Um, here it goes. Uh, testing sent from my Samsung tablet. Whoa. Yeah. Not yeah. sure what to make of that one. I don't either. I mean, like, that seems kind of – that seems not necessarily threatening but very cryptic. Yeah, cryptic. So, yeah, now, thanks, Von <laughs> Paula. Now, for... now, was, now, was the, now, what was it sent from? Sent, sent from a Samsung tablet. Um, wow. But the title was MacBook. Now, do you think this Samsung tablet, do you think it's – like, no one, like, no human actually sent it. It's just become, like, sentient. And sent- bon Paula is a Samsung tablet that listens to the show. <laughs> it's become sentient, and it sent out an email test to see if it really became sentient. And we were supposed to reply and say we we received it, so it knows it's alive. Uh, yeah, maybe, I'm not sure if we should respond or not. So, I guess so this we, is our response. So we've let, let Steve, Andy, Bernice, and Bernie down, and now we're letting down the Samsung tablet. Yeah, I, we're just so letting down. Apologize. We're letting down a lot of people. Yeah, and 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 uh, the third and final email of of the week here. Yeah, I don't know if it's going to get any better. I actually haven't read. Now, all do you, the now, way now, this now one. do you think that Samsung tablet was actual size? I think that Samsung tablet that might have been Bernice. <laughs> she's, like, she's actually a Samsung <laughs> tablet. Wires are crossed. 
yeah, I so so I haven't read through this um through this email all the way, but uh this comes to us from Rob McMillan. I thought you were gonna say Rob Lowe. <laughs> <laughs> Rob McMillan. Um Okay, here it is. Hi Steve. This was also sent to someone named Steve and another person named Rob who don't the different people and also sent to me, Steven Andy at gmail.com. So there's there's two Robs in this equation. Maybe yeah. the, it's maybe it's Steve and Rob Lowe. Yeah, I'm assuming the other Rob is Rob Lowe, so Yeah. Who's the Steve then? I guess that's me. I guess that's me. Yeah, I, maybe yeah, this yeah, is yeah. just directed to me because it doesn't say hey yeah, Steve. Yeah, you and you and Rob Lowe. Okay, here it is. Hi Steve. Just to let you know I won't be able to get in tomorrow. Phil has asked me to put a quote food concept together for this site at Here East. Okay, although I'm not really sure why, as I'm clearly not the exec chef. Whoa. I had asked him to get me a site visit in Stratford so I know what I'm working with, but for some reason he has taken me to Caterham in Surrey to meet the architect. Double annoying because it doesn't help me at all and also keeps me off site for the whole day. The guys will be fine, but I don't want to run through some menu changes, etc. Are you thinking what I'm thinking? That this guy never actually showed up? This was a trap. It was a trap. <laughs> Hold on, there's more. I did want to be around, especially with the pending visit of Dave and the new AM. Dave and the new AM sounds like a cool band name. I don't know. I would... Yeah, yeah. They're like a... <laughs> They're visiting. Okay. I will be available on the phone, obviously. <laughs> a, new, a new band from Nashville. <laughs> I'll be on the available on the phone, obviously. Hopefully I can get out of it, but I have not been able to so far. Call me if you need anything. Rob. I don't. I think Rob was murdered. I think it was a trap. Oh, and, sorry. The I, I did I read the title? It's Monday, second yeah. April. Cow slash hack. <laughs> I think. I think. I think that was a trap. Trap for Rob, and he was trying to get it to his friend Steve and the other Rob. Tragically, but, some, <laughs> but somehow it got to you, and now he's dead, and we'll never be able to find the real Steve and Rob. What is it? Uh, a food food concept? This this sounds like it came from. Our friends in the UK, yeah, Surrey, Stratford. These sound like these sound like uh, old world cities to me. It does, yes, it does. So, uh, if anyone has any information on what happened, well, the whereabouts Dave, of Dave didn't say didn't say second of April. Yeah, so, so yeah, yeah. It's it's. But if anyone knows anything like uh, anything about the food concept, Rob, um, here East. What if it's some like some sort of new show on ABC or something like and that? It's, it's like a, it's kind of like a like a new version of Twin Peaks, and you're supposed to put put it together. And, and it's not actually a show; they just send emails. That's the show. <laughs> yeah, that's the show. You watch it on your email screen. I would watch it. <laughs> your mail provider. Uh, we also got a reservation confirmation from Comfort Inn and Suites. Really? Okay. Oh. Wait a minute. What are so, the, is is it in Kansas City? Um, we'll check in May thirty first, two thousand fourteen. Okay, so this is this is an old one. Wow. Yeah. I guess it was last year's focal line. Stephen <laughs> Shepard. <laughs> Stephen Shepard. Uh, what city is it in? It, it yeah, doesn't tell me. Oh, Indiana, Porter, Indiana. So, hmm. I hope that that Stephen Shepard got to the hotel and it. I think it was a trap. Yeah. I, and he's like, I didn't book a room but i'll go and he was never seen again somehow this all relates back to the actual size duo of steve and andy 
Uh, yeah, I think uh, maybe all these emails are coming to us from the actual size duo. But thanks yeah. for those emails, everyone. Those were those were some good ones. Um, <laughs> yeah, they were. They were. If <laughs> any real humans want to send us an email, you can stevenandy at gmail dot com. Any question is no, or I should say, no question is off limits. No, none at all. So ask us anything, stevenandy at gmail.com, or go to facebook.com slash steveandandy and uh, leave us a comment. Yeah. Should, I don't know. We, if I... Should we hear a bit of, like, the, the actual sides duo? Yeah, so the, the Steve, or Andy Corwin and Steve Goody, like some yeah, of their... Yeah. Just, like, a little taste. I want to have them on the show to, to perform, like, a musical guest. Oh, that would be awesome. We'll email them at steve, and a- steve underscore andy <laughs> at gmail.com. <laughs> Well, I have Andy Corwin's email. That's true. Dear Andy Corwin, <laughs> our names are also Steve and Andy. <laughs> we were not at the Folk Alliance, but <laughs> we would love to have you on our show. What is up with your shirts? Oh, yeah. So we'll post a picture of the folk duo on our Facebook page because <laughs> they, they got some awesome shirts. All right. Are you ready to jump in headfirst into oh the God. shallow pool of Adventure Comics <laughs> number 106? <laughs> also known as actual size the yes. comic. Yes. Yeah. Here it is. Adventure Comics number 106, July uh, 1946. You could have bought this for 10 cents. That's like yeah. $200 today, I'm pretty sure. A, shi- a shiny dime. <laughs> I mean, um, we should find this. We should try to find this out. Inf- inflation. I think we've looked at it before. It's like, how much is it? Like thirty thousand. Let me guess. Let me guess. Uh, okay, yeah, you guess. Okay. You want a real guess? I'll yes. give a real guess. Like three dollars. That's probably too much. It's a bet. It's a dollar. Okay. Let's find out. A dollar twenty. Oh, so you could have gotten fifty-two pages <laughs> of hot Superboy. Well, that's not all Superboy, but. No, but it is pretty hot. That's <laughs> that's pretty good deal. Well, I mean, when you look at the front cover, yes, on the front it cover, says, wow, that Superboy's going to be going to be quite a man when he grows up, brother. You said a mouthful, and then two of the three guys are like kind of like covering their mouths. Yeah, Superboy's kind of dusting his I'm, hands. These well, guys I'm kind of wondering what Superboy around. did to him. What well, Superboy we don't know. <laughs> These guys, yeah, the he, guys are knocked out. I think he, I think he molested them. It could have been that. Superboy, he's looking proud of himself. Of course, yeah. as most of these, that has absolutely nothing to do with <laughs> with no. the actual no. Superboy story. No. Um, no. Inside, we see a Superboy story this, on the splash page. Uh, looks like a new villain, maybe. A, a, this giant yeah, like cloud a, yeah. blowing mm-hmm. down onto Smallville. I was getting this, excited. This does, yeah, this does not happen. There is no like no. monster in this issue. No, but there is some bad weather. It's It's a... An yeah. ill wind that blows no good, says the proverb. I've never heard that proverb, but, the, you know. Uh, I think that was created by the actual size duo. <laughs> and this one had <laughs> the one, worst... One of their goofy folk songs. It's... And this one had the worst possible intentions. The life of a boy and the safety of a town are at, mer- are at the mercy of the elements. And only the stalwart strength and dauntlessness daring of Superboy stand between utter disaster and the raging fury that is unleashed with the report of Weather Hurricane. What an exciting title, Weather Hurricane, you know? Yeah, this is a good one. This is that's, a good about one. A, that's, that's about as bland of a title as, it, as you could come up with, really. Weather Hurricane? It could have just been Weather. That's true. 
fury that is unleashed with the report of weather. That's true. So her, I mean, they specify a little bit. So okay, yes, I, bad weather in this issue. Yeah, yeah, this is a, new, a story about bad weather. Right away, though, I was curious. Where does the story take place? I always thought, like, you know, we've talked about in the past. Smallville today, Smallville's in Kansas. That's a landlocked state. Right, right, I didn't think of that. <laughs> but but in these older issues, it seems like Smallville is, like, just right outside of uh, Metropolis. Yeah, I mean, it's, yeah. Maybe the geography changed um, somewhere around the Silver Age, but yeah, because we open Superboy uh, on a very what is, windy what, day. What is what is Captain Maynard doing? Yeah, we open Clark Kent visits an old friend at the local weather station. He says, "Quite a blow, Captain Maynard." Yeah, and we see this old sea captain kind of sitting there. He's got a peg leg. Looks like he's holding Polishing a your dildo. <laughs> Yeah, I guess you'd think you hit the nail right on the head. <laughs> we'll we'll post a picture of this up on our Facebook page. And all a lot of panels from the stories we do are up on our Facebook page. You can see them there. Uh, Captain Maynard, who is... It's an odd that this is an old friend of Clark Kent. Uh, well, I mean, how old is Superboy here? What? 10, 11, 10, maybe? 10, yeah, yeah. Old friend. He and Captain Maynard probably became... I mean, well, I mean, Captain Maynard... Like we said, looks to possibly be polishing a dildo. He's friends with like a ten-year-old. He's probably a child molester that lives in a lighthouse. Yeah, he he looks suspicious because I lad. Um, so he he must live on this, this weather station, Captain Maynard. Uh, the knees of his pants of... are worn. He has patches on them. That's true. He's he's looking rough, but he's got kind of a sailor's yeah. hat and a and a corn cob pipe. Just then, Clark Kent notices a small boat a couple miles out. Uh, Captain Maynard says, that'll be Jim Sutton, who lives with his wife and boy on Dark Island. Is that the name of the island, Dark Island? He ought to have sense enough to speak it. Unimaginative name. Captain Maynard says, don't worry, he'll stay ashore, he's he's got some sense. But it's not lack of sense that brings Jim Sutton out with his wife and small son on their small boat out in this raging storm. Are they the only ones that live on Dark Island? Yeah, I think so. That's what's implied. (laughs) <laughs> is his... were they ex- were they exiled from smallville yeah i think that's what it, exactly would happen but that's a backstory is... that we don't want to get into <laughs> the rolling stones album xl main street is a musical version of jim sutton's story exile to dark island yes jim yeah. sutton's out there with his wife she says they're, the pulse of their their young child is getting weaker can't we go faster she's com- nagging him as as oh. usual jim hates it he goes oh, martha he's a, a nagging wife <laughs> he goes martha girl it's all we can do to keep it going at all. Come on, girl. girl. Come on, girl. Girl. Uh, just then their boat flips over. They're, they're doomed. He's they're like, going to die. Come He's on, girl. girlfriend. Yeah. Shut your trap. Their boat flips over. They're doomed. Uh, um, Superboy sees it, though, but, uh, of course, Captain Maynard doesn't. He doesn't have the telescopic vision. He says, let's go inside. Inside my private cabin here, the storm will hit us like a hammer soon. Let's come on. Come on in. Um, <clears throat> of course, Clark Kent's not going to go in there with him. He, he's stripping off his clothes to go. He, he wants to stay out here. <laughs> save wait, wait, save okay. Jim. Here's my thing, okay? So Maynard goes in there, and he thinks Clark's going in there with him. Yeah. Clark never returns to Maynard that day. No, they, he does. So At the end no, of the story. He, they... he return, he return, it's like the next day or something. Oh, I see. Yeah. They they kind of wrap like, that up a little bit. They, yeah, but but so Maynard's probably in there thinking like, oh, Clark's been washed to sea. Yeah, you know that Maynard's he's a 
he's seen a lot, so that's not a big deal for him, you know? That's what I think, because he doesn't really react too strongly. But yeah, he doesn't really react too strongly to, like, Sutton's family out there either. He's just like, oh, they're out there. Let's oh, whatever. Up. Well, you know, he, he doesn't see their boat capsized, but, but Superboy does. You know, he's lost a leg. Yeah. Superboy flies off and goes to save him. Um, of course, Martha still nagging Jim. He's clinging onto their boat for life. He goes, hey, Jim, uh, you know, our, our kid's dying here. We'll never be able to save him. He, he Come on, Martha. Be, let's, we've done all we could. Just then Superboy grabs him, grabs a he boat, wants he Mar- saves I, I him. I think he wants Martha to let go of Billy. <laughs> he, he's like, <laughs> just let him drown. Le- yeah, let's, it's us or Billy. But we Superboy saves another him. one. <laughs> he, uh... <laughs> He he pulls her both to safety. Uh, Martha says, "Be careful." Uh, Billy fell off a cliff and hurt his head. It's very dangerous on Dark Island. He needs a doctor badly. Um, the storm is still raging. Power lines are going down. People are running away from trees. It's very dangerous outside in Smallville. Uh, Superboy shows up with Martha and Jim at the home of the only doctor in town. And okay, so they, they have one doctor in Smallville. It's a small town, you know. It's in right, the name, yeah. but yeah, why? yeah exactly. You know, this this kid has had a head trauma. Why doesn't he take him to Metropolis, right? I mean, Superboy has can, that power. Yeah, he can't fly. That's true. He wants it to be a little more dramatic because they show up to the doctor. You know, the power's out. Everything's bad. Uh, well, you know, like a lot of like you know, like a lot of small towns how they don't trust outsiders. It could be that. Yeah, Superboy yeah. said, "Hey, I'll just I'll just fly him down to Metropolis. It'll be fine." Martha and Jim like, no. Only the small town doctor can treat our child. Well, I think Superboy's like that too. He's like big city. Yeah, 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 yeah. You know how, like, he's, the, he's like always people, been that way. Like, the flyover state people always kind of, like, have, like, a jealousy to New York. Right. Superboy, yeah. Small, he's like, look, our, doc, our Smallville doctors are just as good as this big yeah, city yeah. metropolis doctors. Yeah. So and the doc... East Coast wackos. <laughs> he looks at the boy. Um, yeah, he says, it's it's going to be tough. Like, I, I you know, it's going to require surgery. I don't have time to read it. Superboy, ever the show off, goes, hey, give me a book. I'll read it. He, of course, he reads it at lightning speeds. He's got it all. Um, he said, I can help out. It says the operation calls for trepanning the affected spot in the occipital region of the cranium over the medulla oblongata. I think he's just making all this up. He, yeah, he he's just actually... making all this stuff. Yeah. And uh, I don't believe Superboy can actually read. Yeah. He's, yeah. It's, I think you're right. Um, the doctor says, yeah, we got to contact John Wells. He's a famous Baltimore surgeon. I need to consult with him, uh, but I can't even use the telephone. Okay, have he, you noticed something? Okay, yeah. Superboy brings this boy to the doctor. Right. Dr. Blythe. He says, Blythe, this kid's got head trauma. Blythe first says, oh, I, I can't do it. Billy has head trauma, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah, yeah. Billy has I can't do it. Uh, I, I, don't, I don't know how to, and it's in the book, and it's dark. I can't read it. Superboy's yeah. like, oh, I can read it. Superboy reads it and he goes, oh, we need to do this. He's like, oh, I, I have to talk to this guy on the phone. Uh, the phone's right. I can't do this. I just don't think he wants to do anything. Yeah, because they woke him up in the middle of the night. He's he, Either he, Blythe know, is lazy pajamas. or he's either lazy or he gets his kicks from having babies die. Yeah, I think maybe a little bit of both there, Dr. Yeah. Blythe. He apologizes to uh, Mrs. Sutton. It's not, He's like, I can't do anything. I, you know, it's, it's hopeless. Um, Superboy says, hey, I'll see if I can help. He flies off. First, first job, fix the power. So he goes and finds the, I guess, the one power generator. <laughs> a tree fell on it. And he goes, ah, what a mess. If only some of those dynamos are still in working order. He lifts the tree off. Uh, one of the workers there says, the dynamo's okay, but, you know, the motor's all messed up. we got to spin it to get it back. 
course, Superboy uses a super strength, spins it really quickly, uh, bringing the power back on. Right? It's very good. Yeah. You know, Almost catches himself on fire. Yeah, uh, you know, it's dangerous, but he likes to show off. But the problem oh, he's a is... show off like you would not believe. The power... You know, the, the power's back on, but now there are all these live wires all over town because all the, the wires have, you know, been blown down by trees. Superboy flies off. I guess he didn't think of that. No. You know, he should have no, fixed he never, the wires he never, he, never, he never plans ahead. So he, he flies off. He sees he's uh, whipping in the gale like a great serpent. The power cable menaces two girls. Uh, we one's see two dressed women. like an Eskimo. Yeah, we see two women. Yeah, one's kind of dressed like, <laughs> like an Eskimo. Uh, it's raining out. She's got her parka on. Um, and a power cord whipping the around. It's the live. One yellow, <laughs> the one in yellow looks like she's shooting lasers from her hand. Yeah, there's that maybe it's lightning bolt, you know, shooting her in the hand. Superboy flies up, he grabs the power line, get, catches him on fire. Uh, Showing off in front of the girl. I mean, look at his pose that he he's given the girls. It. He has that proud yeah. smile too. Oh, so he God, fixes the so power funny. line. Um the girls say, Hey, you, you know, you saved our lights, we were just going home from the telephone office. He goes, Wait, telephone operators, don't go anywhere, you're needed. He flies him back to the telephone. And, 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 and you know he's copping a field while he's holding him. Yeah, you see him. You see him there. Oh yeah, Wait, very like the one handsy. The one that's wearing the green looks like it's grabbing the breast. The one in the yellow, right? <laughs> that's Superboy's doing. He's like, you gotta yeah, hold on says, this way for balance. Yeah, yeah, that's exactly. And he's smiling over it, of course. Superboy, his name should be Superper, essentially. He learned all this from Captain Maynard. <laughs> <laughs> they tell him the switchboard isn't working. There's no power. He goes, "Don't worry, I, I just got the power back." Um. He tells him at the telephone exchange, uh, there's all these emergency calls. They're all backed up. He says, I'll take care of them. You put in a long-distance call for Dr. Wells in Baltimore. So while they're doing that, Superboy's answering the calls. Fire department. Uh, what an egotist. Yeah, you know, he's like, I'll take care of all these. It's um, this one with the fire department. What's your trouble? Maybe you want me instead? Yeah. He's the like, ego what's on the him. point of even having a having a fire department in Smallville? If, you know. <laughs> and there's another one. Hey, is your cellar? They said the cellar's flooded. He goes, "Well, you won't be able to do anything about that till the storm's over." Uh, and why? You know, abruptly. I thought that was going to be a joke. Like, is your refrigerator running? I thought it was like, "Is your cellar?" <laughs> I was expecting some sort of weird joke from Superboy. Uh, just then, the one of the telephone operator girls tells him she's got Doctor Wells. He says, "Connect him with Doctor Blythe right away for an emergency consultation." Meanwhile, look, Superboy's... Look at the panel, though. I mean, he could he could just tell her that. Instead, he's got a flex in front of her when he's doing yeah, it. Yeah, well, he, he always, he's always flexing. He's always flexing. You're right. Can I just um, say Superboy... Superboy at this time is one of the creepiest superheroes because of how <laughs> buff he is. Yeah, he's like a small buff child, and it's that's always it's creepy. creepy. Um, just then, it, it's, it, Superboy's got to take care of all these. It says 100 incidental chores, uh, one of which is... It's okay. It's raining horribly out, yes. and a building's on fire. And Superboy's just dumping water on it, and he's like, "Ah, that'll do it." I don't think he actually put the flames out. I don't think he did either. He's uh, picking trees. Start, up. I think he's. I think he started the fire. Right, because you know you gotta he's gotta keep himself busy. He's, a he's picking. He's picking trees up off the the road, clearing the road. Uh, you know, <laughs> picking barns up that have flown away, putting them back down. Uh, meanwhile, <laughs> why I wouldn't know why this roof was going to blow off this house though. Yeah, he kind of lays a tree on the roof to keep a <laughs> to keep it How from blowing. How poorly away. constructed are these homes in Smallville? Oh, you know they don't have a lot of storms there, probably. And they they just trust Superboy. Like, <clears> you know, <throat> the guys going around, hey, would you like to buy some home insurance? They say no. We've Superboy's our insurance, and they're right. I mean, he's gonna that take is care true. Of yeah. Meanwhile, um, 
back at the doctor's home. He's got a phone call from Dr. Wells. He goes, thank you. You can help me save this boy's life. Uh, in the next panel, I love this. The doctor's kind of operating on the boy, and the mom's just holding the phone up to him. To him and he's, yeah, the Dr. Wells is walking Dr. Blythe through. Uh, of course, he saves the boy's life. And the, the kid's awake now. He's fine. I mean, major brain surgery. Oh, and it was nothing. Yeah, yeah, it's nothing, no big deal. I don't think it was even a big deal. He could have done, he didn't need the consultation, but we had to add some drama. Right. And, uh, of course, uh, the parents are thanking thanking the the doctor, and he he says, hey, I couldn't have done it alone, and, you know, Superboy is always a humble one. He goes, hey, I'm just an innocent bystander. It's like, I gotta go clean up this storm. Uh, The next morning, Clark Kent goes to visit Captain Maynard. He goes, hey, it's a nice day. Maynard's light in the bowl. You know, yeah, exactly. Oh, that's right. It's it's going to be nice. He goes, hey, where'd you go to yesterday? I, you know, I thought, you know, you you might have died. I, uh, in fact, I thought you might have almost been Superboy in disguise. Of course, Clark winks. <laughs> He's oh, winking and he, to and he, us. And he, and he just like totally rips into his buddy, quote unquote, yeah. friend, Captain Maynard, yeah. when he said Superboy would be too busy hanging out with, to waste his time hanging out with you in the first place. <laughs> Poor Captain I mean, Maynard. I mean, did he have to tear into him like that? He did. He had to put him in his place a little he bit. He did. Oh, man, he really did put him in his place. Now, this That's is it. how many how many Superboy stories have we read so far? Five, uh, maybe. We have four or five. Yeah. How many of them have involved him helping with surgery? Yeah, this is already at least two now. Yeah. So we need the surgery count. That's the second surgery that Superboy has either performed, helped to perform. Or been involved with in some way. At least yeah. two. At least two. At, at least two. There might have been a third that we forgot about. Yeah. And he's he always will. putting stuff back together. That that happens every year. Well, that is, like, yeah, that seems like a common thing. Yeah, because he doesn't really fight villains, per se. <laughs> he just seems to put stuff together. And tear into old sea captains. The next story, The Green Arrow. And, and we talked a couple episodes ago about... Um, you know, we want to do three stories from these adventure comics every week uh, or every episode. And uh, we've been doing the uh, Superboy, Green Arrow, and um, Aquaman. And the Superboy is usually the story. It's a leading story, so yeah. it's always good. But yeah. these issues also have Shining Knight and um, Johnny Quick, right? Right, yeah. So we thought, you know, maybe we'll mix it up. And because the Green Arrow stories are always... So, so bad. It's the bottom of the barrel. And this one is no exception. But I, as much as I hate these, I kind of think we need, we need to do them. <laughs> because people need to hear. Yeah. It's, it's, and they're, and, and you know what? I, I do have to say this about the Green Arrow okay. stories. Yeah. The Superboy stories, and especially the Aquaman stories, the splash pages never have, they always Anything. sell, they sell you something that, that you're not isn't in the story. <laughs> yeah, and this this Aquaman story is again no exception. But at least the Green Arrow stories, you, you get what they're what they're, they're up front. They they're up front yeah. about what they're selling. Yeah, and uh, yeah, last week it was flags. This week statues. And I feel mm-hmm. like they just somebody you know the writers' room at DC in the 1940s are like. I don't know statues. They're like, all right, write it. Yeah, Stolen yeah, statues. That's it. Next, they they next. just have something Flags. in they they have like a but like a hundred words in a bag, <laughs> and they just pull them out for the Green Arrow stories. Uh, pillows. All right, someone's stealing a bunch of pillows. <laughs> yeah, let's do all it. All right, flags. Oh, uh, stole a flag. Statues. It's stealing statues. All right, next. Yeah. 
And this is the stolen statues we see on the flash, uh, the splash page. Uh, a couple of goons tearing down a statue of Green Arrow and it, Speedy. It, very reminiscent of Saddam Hussein's statue. Yes, I was going <laughs> to say. They're hitting it with oh, their so, shoe. So, <laughs> so are they stealing it or are they just saying enough of the tyranny of Green Arrow and yes, Speedy? Yes, that's... See, okay, I guess I, I was hoping for that, but this, the story is called The Stolen Statues, so. And uh, when a madman moves in on the under underworld, and when big statues, and I like how they they define what statues are. Well, yeah, they're not going to mess with small statues. That's When big point. statues, no, vast works of art. <clears throat> yeah. Disappear yeah. from the city's under, I guess you didn't know what a statue was. Disappear from the city's under. The very noses of police. There's a puzzle of menace that only the wizard archers, the Green Arrow and Speedy, can unravel. But the fast-moving duo hits the mark in this amazing case of larceny when they follow the trail of the stolen statues. I would not say this is an amazing case. No, um, it's not. I would this also say it's truly not really a victim. A this is truly a victimless crime. Literally a victimless crime. And statues are These not. These are public statues. Although Green Arrow does not like wasting public money. He's kind of made That's that true. Yeah. So so we open. Apparently, there's a, a demolition, and it says, <laughs> "This is this is true. Uh, this is true. I mean, all the world loves to watch and criticize demolition crews. We see a crowd gathered round, and they're calling out, "All right, lift now." If I was if I was doing it, I would. They're heckling the construction. No, <laughs> the thing is, people love to heckle construction workers and demolition crews. That's just do. a fact of life. People do it everywhere. I do. I, I go out and stand with someone's, you know, building something. I'm like, hey, lift it up. Lift. No, nope, yeah. nope. Uh, I'd be doing it better. Boo. People always, yeah. <laughs> People always say, like, music is the universal language when it's really criticizing demolition crews. Yeah. And All the world crews. loves to watch and criticize demolition crews. Um, That's true. A police. They have a police officer there holding the angry crowds back. He said, stand back. Don't interfere with the workmen. Um. One of the, uh, I guess, uh, one of the guys says, "Thanks for keeping them out of our way." Have a cigar, officer, and they're ready to roll. The next you morning, you know, what's funny I- is he he actually does say, "Have a cigar, officer," and uh, that's how Pink Floyd wrote their song, "Have a Cigar." They uh, that doesn't they, look they like. Happen- I, I'm going to point out that does not look like a cigar. No, it doesn't. I, I don't know what it looks like. A pin, maybe. I don't know. <laughs> but th- this is actually how they got the idea. He Roger Waters was reading this issue. Right. He saw it said "Have a cigar," and said, "That sounds like a good song title." Right, and the song title before was the uh, "Stolen Statues." <laughs> right, yeah, and it didn't sound as good. <laughs> the next morning, Oliver Queen and Roy Harper read amazing news. This is not amazing news. It, it, wait a minute, no, it was. I mean, it was a demolition crew. That's amazing. Well, the, the amazing news is three statues stolen from city streets, and. Uh, uh, Oliver Queen says, oh, who would want to steal those big statues? If Roy Harper kind of quips, hey, that's a problem for Speedy and Green Arrow. I, I think I Roy mean, I'm honestly confused by this, though. There was a demolition crew. There was a cop there. Was that a dirty cop? Was he? I think it was a dirty cop, yeah. Was he paid to let these guys pretend to be a demolition crew to take the stat? Yeah, yeah I'm, I'm honestly confused by that. I feel like they wrote the first three panels and just said, ah, screw it, that Stolen statues. Let's do that. Let's go that direction. I think it was. I think it was a dirty cop. And I also think when uh, Roy Harper says that's a problem for speeding the Green Arrow, I think he forgot they were speeding the Green Arrow. <laughs> that's, he makes it seem. And then uh, Oliver Queen was like, "You mean us?" He goes, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that was yeah. off panel. But yeah, I think he forgot. I love these stories because they're so stupid. <laughs> it's just like, 
<laughs> that night, a, tr- a truck suddenly swerves on t- on a statue. Um, they smash it down. A rending crash, and the statue topples from its I base. I think that's a statue of Captain Maynard, isn't it? It does look like it's like a sea captain. And again, I'm, I'm going to say it's Captain Maynard. Or it look, kind of also looks like that scientist from the... Mm-hmm. the, the uh, oh, it's probably Aquaman the badger. From, <laughs> it could have been him, too, yeah. There's a lot of people that could be... Uh, yeah. Of course, uh, I, I would want to say it's someone from the Aquaman universe. So mm-hmm. they smash it down, and they said, let's get, let's get to work. The cops will be here any second. Um, they get a cable in place. They're going to pull the statue away. But just then, an arrow strikes them. It's Green Arrow, it's speedy. Out of the night, swoop the master bowman. Um, Green Arrow says, don't you know it's against the law to remove city property? He hates it. Oh, he you know, hates it. You know, people taking city property. It's a big problem. Yeah. Any type of, uh, like, vandalism, anything like that, it just really gets his goat. Yeah, that's, you know, that's his main thing. Speedy and Green Arrow, just amazing news. Someone's stealing city property. we got to stop yeah. it. Um, it turns out it's a guy named Danny Duffy, or Dandy Duffy's behind yeah. all this. Green Arrow notices him. They put a garbage, a garbage, uh... <laughs> garbage uh, bag on him? Kind of not a bag, but, like, a garbage bin over him. I guess. Yeah, and that's yeah, also yeah. city property, I would assume. And it, oh, it, that it, makes it doubly worse. Of course, traps it. They uh, they trip up Speedy. He falls to the ground very dramatically, I would say. Um, the, as they speed away, the one of the goons says, the statue is empty. I looked inside. You know, we, let's, let's not worry about it. He goes, that won't satisfy the old guy. He wants to look himself. What are they talking about? Well, when they uh, said the old guy, I thought the villain might be Stan Jones. <laughs> Uh, back at the overturned statue, uh, Speedy says, why did they want the statue, guh? There's nothing <laughs> inside of it. He says, I don't get it either, Speedy. What? Is there usually something inside statues? What's going on? Oh, it's yeah, I mean, sta- sta- statues in Green Arrow City. Yeah. They're like, uh, scavenger hunts. They're full of cheese, usually. Yeah, he's from Wisconsin. <laughs> the next day, Oliver and Roy visit all the cities now guarded statues they put armed guards at all the statues yeah. become such I mean, a problem big, this is a big deal yeah i mean this is a big deal in this town people love their statues <laughs> um roy notices that their friend dandy duffy i guess he's a like a well-known criminal but he's out he's casing the statues they they overhear uh, he's talking to one of his goons they say we can handle both jobs tonight and no more slips up slip ups uh they say yeah this one's in the bag and William Tell will be a cinch the way we have it rigged. Okay, they're going to steal a um, a statue of Benjamin Franklin, who exists in the DC universe, and uh, William Tell. Uh, Roy points out they're after two statues. That means, you know, we're going to have to split up. Uh, just that mm-hmm. night, Speedy waits out by the uh, Ben Franklin statue. And he's been there for hours. Yeah, he's three hours and nobody but something to happen. There's a cop guarding these and nobody's given that poor Ben Franklin a glance except that cop. Just then a plane <laughs> with a big loop uh, comes down and they're going to snatch old Ben by plane. They, they grab the statue, ripping it up. But Speedy's not going to let him get away that easily. He jumps up. He says, old Ben won't be alone on this trip. He keeps referring him to old Ben. I don't, I don't know. Well, old, old Ben Kenobi. <laughs> That's what it was, the statue of Ben Obi-Wan. Okay, uh, now, okay. How many Green Arrow stories have we read? Like, four or five? How many of them have had an airplane in it? <laughs> yeah, a couple. I, I, I think uh, almost all of them, story, if not all, all of them. I was going to say, how many of them involved Speedy jumping onto jumping. something as someone or went like, away? I, yeah, oh, yeah, that would... That's also, like, all of them. Yeah, all the Green Arrow ones do actually follow, like, the same structure. <laughs> it really does. 
Uh, we should write our own Green Arrow story. Just do that <laughs> we one. We probably could. You got a word? Like desks. Like steel desks. This is, okay, as as goofy as the first part of the Green Arrow story was, so this is where it really takes the turn. And it becomes yeah, I like this thing, part. I, think. <laughs> I like this part. Uh, because uh, Speedy uh, jumps on the airplane and goes off with him. Meanwhile, at the William Tell statue, uh, there's an officer guarding the, the William Tell statue and, and Green Arrow saying to himself, my plan calls for getting rid of that officer. But how, why does he need to get I think rid he of wants, I think he wants to kill that officer. <laughs> he I think, forgot what he, he – he thought that he should be stealing the statue. Right. Well, I think That's what he forgot. The old, he's the old man Dandy Duffy was talking about. <laughs> now that uh, Royal Harper's out of the way, Green Arrow can talk about it. Yeah, he can now steal all these statues. Suddenly, out of the night, uh, a goon comes up, knocks. Uh, was the he cop a goon or was he just a nice guy? He says, "Take a nap, copper." And I think yeah. he was going to watch the statue and let that copper. Not- <laughs> he's been he's been there for hours, but yeah, he but doesn't he, get a chance because Green Arrow punches him in the face. Yeah, he, he, he. But he hits the cop with what appears to be a chicken leg. Oh, I thought it was like a out. sausage. <laughs> oh, it could have been that too. Yeah, <laughs> some type of food. Uh, yeah, Green Arrow punches the goon, takes him out, and he takes. The- <laughs> this is he where it gets insane. <laughs> He steals the statue, and he just stands up there himself. And he goes, "Now see what they do." And the whole and he's like, "Oh God!" The whole ground is shaking. He falls through the ground. So he's going to act. So Green Arrow is going to act like he's a statue. So when it's when someone comes to steal it, they're going to steal him. Like they won't be able to tell the difference. That was his plan. Yeah, he's not. He did not think that out. Think that through very well. Luckily, it was a statue of William Tell, and they're kind of dressed the same. So right. Yeah. So he falls through the ground. He says, "This is more than I bargained for." He wants to get out of it. But here's what's uh, the great... Okay, so he falls through the hole in the ground, okay? Right. And he lands basically on, like, a subway track. Right. It's an old but abandoned re- subway, yeah. But to... So he does... He can't reveal that he's human to all of these guys, so he has to land straight on his feet. He does. He's very agile. <laughs> Not make a noise. But one of the guys and notices. It's completely still. Yeah. One of the goons, to be fair, does notice. And this this cool two panels here, because we see the silhouette yeah. of the goon silhouette of uh, green arrow this is actually kind of cool the goon says hey hey wait you're not a statue and green arrow goes are you sure and he punches him in the face <laughs> is this where you get off isn't it so long old man he's calling everybody old man today yeah. that's his new insult um so he he, he, he resumes position as ageism runs wild for green arrow the statue of green arrow is loaded onto the truck he holds himself rigid <laughs> as he's moved onto the truck um and that's it. They deliver it to the old man an hour later. Green Arrow's been standing there, stand standing in the back of a truck. Completely still. They get to the, an old warehouse. They flip the light on. And with the light's disaster, they notice it's, they finally notice it's not William Tell. He Dow. thought they were never going to turn on the lights. He's like, well, we'll just be in the dark forever, I guess. They notice it's not William Tell. So he jumps the goons, punches him in the face. Um... Uh, he, you know, he's, he's taking him out. He's, he's drop kicking him, out, drop kicking, he's jumping. Choking, he's choking Dandy Duffy. <laughs> he does. He really gets a choke hold there. Uh, meanwhile, the Ben Franklin statue is unloaded at the other end of the hangar. And as they unload it, Speedy jumps down from inside. He punches him. He goes in to save Green Arrow, who's now in a, looks to be in a headlock from the old man. Can't really tell what's going on. They take out a couple more goons and they say, you know, why do you want to steal these? He's like, what's your interest in art, Duffy? Uh, and then Duffy goes, all right, I'll sing. This old man, Kruger, is paying us to grab the statues and we'll get the heavy dough when he finds the old one, the one they, and, and they with just jewels. Mean pizza, and they just mean pizza dough. Yeah, exactly. 
And then Green Arrow says, Martin Kruger. I get it. Kruger, the rich sculptor whose work has always been a failure. He's, he's such an art connoisseur, Green Arrow. Green Arrow, oh, yeah, yeah. Has tricked you, Duffy. There's no statue with hidden jewels. Instead, he has, and this then he was cut off by Kruger himself, the old man, the ringleader of this whole operation. He goes, all right, you think you're so smart, Green Arrow. Well, my work was rejected. These abominations were honored by the city. I want to see some of Kruger's art. I do. It made, it just, he's probably like a modern artist and just in the <laughs> 40s and it just wasn't appreciated. He goes, he's probably uh, like the, the Jackson Pollock of uh, sculptor, sculptures. Yeah, yeah, I think it's way ahead of his time, Kruger. Today, you would find his work in like the Museum of Modern Art and things right. like that. And he would, yeah, people would study him. <laughs> but, uh, Kruger was a genius. How could the city reject his work? Those abominations. That, that terrible. The, they would Franklin say the, the sculptures that the city used. Right. They're like the Thomas Kincaid of sculptures. <laughs> no taste. So uh, Kruger then says he, if Green Arrow makes a move, he's going to blow them all up, blow up the uh, the statues and them along with it. Just saying Green Arrow throws an arrow. He doesn't use his, his bow. He throws it. At Kruger, pinning him to the wall. Uh, Kruger gives out a big yee, Y-I. And uh, Green Arrow says, your picture will make a pretty pinup for the police. That's some kind of sick threat coming from the Green Arrow. I think he was, I think Green Arrow is going to take off Kruger's clothes. So when the police come, he's <laughs> Start taking naked. some pictures, yeah. Uh, later, Green Arrow, or uh, Oliver Queen <laughs> gonna, and Roy he's Harper. He's going to put a bag on Kruger's head. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, God. Point at his like point at his junk. Oh God! Get gets dark. Put him on a leash. Put him on a leash. Yeah, Green Arrow's got some sick things. Put Kruger's gang in like a pyramid. They're all naked. <laughs> oh God! Uh, later. I like in the beginning of the story we were talking about how it looked like they were, they were pulling down the Saddam Hussein statue. That's true. It all it all comes back. It comes back. Um, later in, in their office, we see Oliver Queen and Roy Harper. He says, Hey, this Ben Franklin model statue will look good in our trophy case. And again, every, every, uh, issue, every green or, uh, arrow story ends with Roy Harper saying something really witty, really great to end the story. He goes, proving again that crooks aren't too bright. Yeah. I don't get That's that. Not That's not a good one. I, I feel like that needed a, they needed a statue pun of some kind. Yeah. So no. that's it. The Green Arrow story on to the final story of this issue that we're going to cover, at least Aquaman right. in. And, and this is one of those. You get so excited. The splash page, we see Aquaman looks translucent and there's another ship there that looks translucent. Uranium means atomic energy and that means power unlimited. So when a shrewd scientist discovers a new source of uranium, he counts on making a fortune with his find. But fate introduces a few felons with plans of their own, and Aquaman, ruler of the watery realm, is left powerless as the much-sought metal transforms a floating pleasure palace into the ghost ship. And the ghost ship is in all spooky letters, so that's why I yeah, said yeah. it like that. And I was so excited. Oh, ghost ship, this is going to be awesome. But I also thought like Aquaman would be a giant in this one, and he wasn't. At least Aquaman would turn into yeah, some kind of radioactive freak ghost or something. Not, none of that happens. No. As usual. Uh, we open a few miles offshore. We see a couple scientists. Uh, a venture, a strange, strange venture is launched. Uh, the scientist says, all right, we're ready to go water and do some mining. What are they talking about? Mining underwater. 
we see uh, later they're underwater with a couple tubes connecting this giant kind of snow globe looking bowl thing and they're mining down there they're mining for uranium it seems like a terrible idea it seems like a terrible idea and to like successfully accomplish this they would have to have been rich to begin with yeah i know well it's, yeah you know there's a lot of investment in science back in the 40s so maybe they you know got a real nice grant and wow, <laughs> what still uses the glass bowl technique yeah it looks looks effective they were working so they even said like this they is the, easy like they had the light hard hats on and everything yeah, this is easy. The sea bottom's so soft. Uh, yeah, he goes. Yeah, this this ore the is that's, loaded the with guy uranium. That is the sea bottom so soft. I think he's looking at one of the other uh, yeah. scientists' bottoms. Yeah, he goes. Bottom. Hey, this sea bottom's so soft, I can just tear right into it. It's oh loaded God. with uranium. Apparently, it seems like what are they doing down there? Yeah, I don't know. I don't think get lonely down at the bottom of the sea. That's true. Uh, the lead scientist says more and more people want uranium for atomic energy. We'll get high enough prices to make us all rich. You know, you can't just go sell uranium on the open market. They're going to – like Iran's going to try to buy it or something. Yeah. This sounds like a terrible idea. I actually might have been on the side of the goons in this story. They might have just been trying to That's stop – he, They of... end up selling the uranium to Doc Brown to make a <laughs> – Um. So while wealth seems in store for some, the future looks bleak indeed for others. We see a bunch of goons are in kind of a shooting range on this boat. They say, you know, no one's come aboard their Lady Luck, their popular gambling ship in a while. It's shunned. The sad case indeed, their, their once popular gambling ship is now shunned. And the poor, these poor guys have no victims on whom to practice their sleight of hand. So they have some kind of crooked gambling ship. No one's coming to it anymore. But just then their boss says, hey, I got an idea. Uh, save yourselves the trouble of uh, looking for a new boss because I got an idea to a job that will, to pull, and it's a cinch. They're going to pull a job. Um, they're going to hijack a load of uranium. And the guys are like, well, what's that, boss? Uranium? These guys are dumb. They're just good. <laughs> <clears throat> um, uh, meanwhile, Aquaman is at the bottom of the ocean giving – I guess he's counseling a sh- uh, fish. That's what it looks like. I mean, he's, they're face-to-face, eye-to-eye. It says he's conversing with a worried subject. He goes, so you get an uneasy feeling when you swim cl- close to that section of the coast. And I instead think of like fish was molested by a fisherman. You know? It could have been. And Aquaman's like, I'm going to go check it out. He swims over. He goes, the glow. That sea bottom's radioactive. No wonder that fish can't stand it near here. He sees See, the... Aquaman, is ju- he's just ignoring the deeper feelings of that fish. There's yeah, something know, that deep, poor fish. you know? Yeah, I think that might be explored in a later issue. We don't oh, know. Okay. So these guys are down there mining in this like little glass uh, dome, and there's it's glowing from radiation. It's none of this is good. So Aquaman goes up to check it out, but we see some of the goons in uh, in their diving uniform smack Aquaman in the head. They they're proud of themselves. I pack quite a wallop with my fist. Aquaman doesn't I, stand I, a chance. I will be honest. When I was first reading this. Yeah, I thought the guys on the outside. I didn't realize they were the goons. I thought they yeah. were other scientists. And I, I, I thought, thought they were like... the scientists punched Aquaman for some reason. Yeah, it was a little unclear, but it turns out they are the goons. Um, so just then, Aqu- uh, Aquaman wakes up later in the inside the dome. the The goons have cut the oxygen supply. They're going to suffocate Aquaman. How'd they get him in there? I, I don't know. They, they skipped a few steps in the panels, but somehow Aquaman got in. They took all their axes. They can't dig out. The, the water pressure is too strong for them to, to push the dome away. They're stuck. They're doomed. Yeah. Uh, mean, meanwhile, we see the goons. They're gearing up in their leather – or not their leather. 
They're lead uniforms to protect themselves from the radiation. I, At least I, I they like have them. proper protection. Their ball seems to have slapped on that, like, harmonica vest that the guy from Blues Traveler wore. Yeah, he's got a harmonica in the pockets and stuff. and it's, He's looking good. They have these fashionable um, uh, lead-lined clothes, but they're tough to move, and the goons are complaining. He goes, hey, you'll get used to them. Don't worry about it. Let's go sell some uranium. So they're 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 off on their ship. It's like Glenn um, Gary Glenn Ross with uranium. <laughs> Just then uh, Aquaman's trying to think of ways... So he's the king of the sea. Why doesn't he have a giant octopus come and lift this thing off? I don't know. His other thing is, he is one of the guys has a cigarette lighter. He lights the fluid on fire. This is a terrible idea. He lights a fire. This big flame in there. Um, eating up all the oxygen. Yeah, eating up the oxygen. It's killing them. They're breathing in the smoke. Um, and all, all Aquaman can say is, I hope this is hot enough. Well, <laughs> luckily for him it was. It cracks the glass. That's not really how fires in glass work, I guess, but... It cracks the glass. Uh, Aquaman kicks it down. They all swim out, um, and they're saved. And, and uh, while the glass is like filling with water while they're trying to escape, I yeah. think the pressure from the water coming in would not allow them to escape quite yet. Yeah, but uh, Aquaman, he does. They, they they wade inside the burning flames, and the, until it fills up with water, they swim out. Um, so Aquaman tells him he's got to go. He's got to go uh, track down the uranium. He can't just have these goons selling it. The scientists have to sell it. So he swims around, and uh, it's easy to find the ship because it's glowing bright from the radiation. It stands out like a beacon. Aquaman climbs on board, starts punching the goons. They're too slow because they're wearing all their uh, their lead-lined clothes. Uh, they're no match for Aquaman. He's throwing stuff at them. Uh, they don't have a chance at all. Um and the gang is rounded up, and, and then the scientists kind of show up. They go, this is, this part was a little weird. They say, oh, hey, we're back here. Something's wrong with our compass. Aquaman points out the rays from uranium are affecting magnetism. This seems like this awful. Like, this radiation from miles out in the ocean. This this is not good right. for the environment. Well, and the scientists are obviously not decked in lead. So yeah, the scientists are just wearing radiation clothes. And so Aquaman as well. And so he rounds up the goons. He says something. You better not steal uranium again. And they say, well, we won't steal anything as long as you're after us. And that's it. This is, this is at least the second issue in a row where Aquaman defeated the bad guys by throwing stuff at them. Yeah, that's his, that's his special technique. And this is also – Aquaman is batting a 1,000 on stories, splash pages that are misleading. Yeah. You notice he doesn't really do much with the animals. Yeah. Or, he's I'm just sorry, the animals, talks. the fish. He kind of talked to the fish here. The fish told him something. Yeah, there's but not a lot of fish. Him. Yeah, they didn't help him. The not only time they really helped him. No, the only time they really helped him is when he had the starfish and the octopi wrestle. That was awesome, though. That, yeah. that was one of my favorite moments. <laughs> In your entire life. <laughs> yeah, probably, yeah. It was a, it was a highlight. All right, On that's it. Bed, they'll say, Steve, what was your greatest moment? <laughs> and he's like, when the starfish wrestled in Aquaman issue number... Uh, Adventure Comics 104... <laughs> That's <laughs> it. Starfish and octopi fight each other. Yeah, that's it. Uh, not much else to say. Send us emails no, at Steve and Andy. The at, ads even weren't that good in this one. Yeah, not too, not too good. Send us an email at stevenandy at gmail dot com. Ask us anything. Test your uh, Samsung tablet uh, if you mm-hmm. need to. Um, Tell you know, if you want us to do to headline line. any folk festivals, yeah, let's let us know. Oh, we'll do that. Uh, yeah, stevenandy at gmail dot com. Like us on or, or rate us on iTunes. Um, yes, we need more ratings. Got to get those ratings up. One a million ratings. Oh my god! I, I will settle. That, we, it, we have like fifteen now. I'll settle for like twenty. Sixteen. 
16. Yeah, I, I, honestly, I'll settle for 16. Go to facebook.com slash Steve and Andy. Write we'll, a, take them uh, one, we'll take them one at a time. Yeah. That's, a, you know, the small baby steps. Facebook.com slash Steve and Andy. Like our page. Um, you can check out panels from this issue and other issues we cover. Uh, and tell your friends. Spread the word of Steve and Andy if you like this show. It helps us. Do more when people are listening. We like it when people listen. And we're trying to do one every other week. And every Wednesday, every other Wednesday, you'll get a fresh new episode of Steve and Andy. So a heaping, piping heaping hot episode. Of- a pile of Steve and Andy right in your yeah. iTunes. <laughs> into your ears, Thanks. into your brain. That's right. Right. All straight right. into the ears, and it goes straight into the brain, and it goes straight out the butt when it's done. That's That's how... It is how it works. It's it's like ear food. It is. It's ear food for your ears, Steve and Andy. Yeah. All right, Andy. I will talk to you Wednesday after next. I guess there's no real nice way to say that. All right. Talk talk to you later, Steve. Words fail. Buildings tumble. The ground opens wide. Light beams down from heaven. She stands before my eyes. She's actual size, but she seems much bigger to me. Squares may look distant in a rearview mirror, but they're actual size.